0: To the Eat, Slay, Live podcast, and we are the
1: Executioners. We'll be eating lightning and talking thunder and power bombing you right in the ear holes today. I see you wanting to jump in on my little shadow boxing thing.
0: I never know what to do while you're over there fucking <laughs> punching the air and shit. So I, I thought, never, I, thought I I'd never, put some gloves up well, for first, you. First of all, coming strong with the language
1: today. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> I, I bringing you bringing think, something to the show today. Well, I mean, it always depends on our guest, but what your cussing level is. I guess you like Nick. Hey, he doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna, we just kind of do it. The guy well, used Nick, to getting drunk on is, his shows This is anyway. Nick's
0: first podcast he hasn't drank a beer on, so <laughs> well, I, I know yeah. he don't care.
1: True. Yep. Um, anyway, so our guest today, let me tell you something, Ross, really quick. Uh, so he, it's Nick Dar, and he is the owner of Big Z Media, Big Z Media Group, which includes uh, 97.3 uh, FM, uh, The Mix, right, Nick? And uh, WBGZ AM, and then also it's the Advantage Newspaper. Am I correct? That's all right, right, right? right
2: except it's ninety four three. But 90, you got everything else, yeah, right, pretty so good. It's right it there on a shirt.
1: <laughs> My mix ninety four point <laughs> three. <laughs> playing all the hits.
0: Hey, uh, hey, he's, uh, you stop leaning back in your chair <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, you, you
2: we just talked talk, we
0: talk. about that. You it. know, you have a professional on, <laughs> Ross, and he thinks, you know, he, thinks he just does do what he
1: wants, right? Uh, and I thought we said we weren't going to have guests on that have better voices than us anymore, but well, we screwed that up. Uh, but So he's like the big media conglomerate here, Ross. Mm, con- I con- like that word. The- Conglomerate? Mm-hmm. Write that down. Controlling <laughs> things in the media around the, the river bend. Um, I just want to, first of all, I want to say I want to say something like one of a guy who's worked with him, a colleague, we will say, who said about him. He says, "Whether I was working with Nick as a colleague for a rival media outlet or working for him at WBGZ, I've always admired his professionalism and his approachability." He's always a pleasure to deal with and easy to deal with. I respect his passion for local media and local business, too. He definitely gets the importance of supporting and promoting the community, and I think that's becoming a lost art form. I love that commitment from him, and those are about the only nice things I can say about a Cubs fan.
2: <laughs> did you make that up, or did somebody actually write that? <laughs> well, you,
1: It's 50-50 on, on those things I read off. So, Ross, one thing, you know I'm a prop comic, so one thing that I brought in real quick, I, I, I want to bring this up. So, he's with B- the Big Z
0: Todd right? had Todd has sixty four unread text messages. Oh, Damn, <laughs>
2: maybe right? we could check those during the, the show. That, that's bother, that's gonna bother. Sorry, me. I, I just uh, it, it was in front of my it, face. I couldn't help but see 10, that big red bubble. It's down from
1: one hundred eight. So I'm doing good. So <laughs> I have eleven thousand emails. So the Big Z Ross. Okay, that's what the, he owns. The Big Z. Okay, I brought a little prop in for us. I, just, I had to steal this from a local hall of fame. So, Ross, this wow. was a, was one of just one of the many hundreds of honors that I've earned in my lifetime as a uh, stud athlete. Now, what this is is the Big Z Great Central Lumber Company Athlete of the Week. So, see that? Wow.
0: You see that? Look at that. I, I don't see I don't a name on it. it. I don't see well, a name on it either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess they the Big Z couldn't spare the, the couldn't the expense of uh how am I doing, Ross? I get it. I got it. Yeah,
0: I mean yeah. it's a little close. Hardly read it, but I mean most podcasts would just bring you. up a
1: close-up picture of it, but us uh, so we just stick it in front of the camera. Yep. Anyway, I, I'll leave this. <laughs> yeah, there I'll you leave go. this here for the people to admire. If anybody would like to touch it sometime, let me know and come on in. So, anyway, my senior year, Ross. Football. What's that? Football. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. You, did you score a touchdown or what, what happened, happened that week? You what happened? Probably, who knows? It's <laughs>
1: Robin. You probably look it up in the record books if you wanted to. <laughs>
2: I'll just say I wasn't involved with the station at that time you like, when you got that award. I so. don't
1: know if you, have, you guys have some sort of like little uh, museum there at the Big Z or like a little wall of fame or something like that. If you'd, if you'd like to hang that up, just, just talk to me after the show. Okay, we'll, we'll
2: take that. We do have a little room that we don't use where we put all the, you know put all of our trophies and awards that we've gotten over the years. So. Uh,
1: another quick thing I wanted to say, and first another thing, somebody talked about our last show, Tommy Carlos. They little, wrote a little review in it, and what they said about it, Ross. One of the things that was the, a great show. The Black Hole. They said that you talked a little too much <laughs> to give me a chance
0: to talk. You know that was sarcasm, right? what?
1: that I, What? What? <laughs> I, I
0: don't, don't think that's... I don't know if I got a word in that podcast. I don't... You, know, that, you dropped all your country knowledge and...
1: That's that's making up for the Waldo podcast when you didn't shut up.
0: Okay. Okay, sitting
1: around with an erection talking <laughs> they
0: to your they hero, <laughs> Mike Waldo. The hero. <laughs> they also <laughs> talked about our, our decor. Yeah, we... Lack of yeah. decor. <laughs> Well, I mean, we do have
1: another podcast, podcast <laughs> decor over here, but yeah, just some black walls. Yeah, it's it's a work in progress. For it looks good. Two years now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is big news. Big news, Ross, coming up. Uh, so. Nick and I have decided to start a daily show together. Oh, that is, is big news, Is that okay man. to say that right now, I think now, so, Nick? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless That's we change a, our minds. Unless the we quit. Unless Maybe. we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> we don't. So, so what the premise is, we're just, we're just going to do it every single day,
0: Monday through Friday. <laughs> get the fuck. No, get out of here. You guys are not doing it every single day. Well, okay. hey, hey, you we'll might have the intention now, to so. do it every <laughs> single day. <laughs> he, he, he. I do, Ross. Hey, how long does it take for Todd to text Nick and cancel on <laughs> one of the shows. Hey, sorry, can't, can't do, do it today, today. Right. Ross, That's is, why there's two
1: of us. This is my so you would go ahead
0: and do the, the Daily Show without him. Well, we'll see how
2: many times you right. cancels. I, guess. I mean, <laughs> nobody would listen, but that'd be good. <laughs> Fair point.
1: Uh, so anyway before I was so rudely interrupted so we're going to do a daily show it's only going to be about 7 to 10 minutes long uh, good luck s- with that Nick <laughs> well I, I told him that too but he but he, you know what he said we will have if if we go over then there will be some sort of punishment we either have to donate to charity or have some sort of funky
0: challenge or something like that oh, well if you're going to make Todd spend some money it might be 7 minutes
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, right. 7 minutes will this come up gonna stop. and so anyway I was walking down on the street (laughs) yeah um so i'm excited about it each day we're gonna have different topics we're kind of throwing different things around just just to like tuesday would be news day or something like that and and monday might be monday motivation
0: anything different things like that excited about it so gonna be fun do you you have you might but do you might not but do you have every day figured out of what you want it to be yet
1: Well, it's Come funny you say that. So, so Nick sent me like a two-page thing about it, okay? And I've basically just went <laughs> You're through. <doing> it. <laughs> You're not okay. doing that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Here's yeah. the name, uh, no, Nick. I think we need it, okay? Uh, the theology Thursday. I'm not sure we're doing theology Thursday. Dude. I like that. That was my. Well, and then it, but
2: I had to have it start with a T H. Well, you know, so. <laughs> well, that'll be Thunderdome Thursday. Thunderdome we'll, Thursday. Talk about there you all, go.
1: we'll talk about all the news around Pride Fitness. <laughs> anyway we're super excited about that uh we're going to uh i think we're starting probably in november we're looking at november
0: right we're, we're, yeah. look, we're looking at november so probably January 2024 one of those <laughs> what time of day is this going to happen
1: uh we talking about i'm
0: not worried about what time you guys are going to put it out what time are you guys going to be recording Right around noon, I think we. Right talked around about. noon, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. right. <laughs> at eleven o'clock, Todd's at Pump House with pump third, hey, I, be- third, I got, third beer. He's like, <laughs> "Sorry, Nick, I got a <laughs>
1: mouthful of sweet potato fries." <laughs> you know what? Can't make it today. It, it's sweet potato fry Friday. <laughs>
2: Sweet, I like that. That's a good. There you well, go. Write that one down. I didn't Sweet bring my legal Friday. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. Sun's out. It's seventy four on this beautiful Friday. I don't think I can answer my phone it's today for th- a Zoom call.
1: Thunder Pit Thursday, Nick. I'm out here lifting some weights. Anyway, we're gonna have fun with it. I'm excited about it, uh, Nick. I know him and I have done a couple what things you,
2: together. What do you think the over under is, Ross, for how long the show is gonna last? Let's, let's get a betting line established here for. When's your next vacation?
1: <laughs> Seems well, to be a lot now. We, we talked about that. We said we you can, can do, do, it it it? Loc- do it on vacation. He, he's a little more technologically uh, put together than we are. That's all not so true. We don't enough, all just yeah. have to sit at this picnic table <laughs> inside my gym to great. do this. <laughs> We can actually be a remote, like via satellite, Ross. <laughs> oh man,
2: you haven't seen the thumbnails apparently from Business Over Brew. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing technically. I will say this: not so I good.
1: I, you know, I always tell our guests, "Hey, could you send in some pictures? Some like some some early days, some your latest." So he's like, "Hey, I emailed you some." So I get on there, Ross, and these pictures are they small? They're like, uh. yeah, that's what she said. They're <laughs> like, they're like this big. I I don't think I I used one, his family one wasn't, but the rest of them are just these little tiny, tiny pictures.
0: Thumbnails. Okay.
2: Yeah, the radio guy. That's what <laughs> They were, getting. yeah, some thumbnails for Business <laughs> yeah, Over Brew. Yeah, they were. Peru, yeah, so, they were
0: uh, sounds much what? more technologi- technologically sound than us. If you yeah. can't
1: say technological, oh, yeah. then I you're can't not.
0: say a lot of words, but uh, <laughs> try. <laughs> they seem big
2: to me.
1: Anyway, uh, so excited about that. Uh, him and I have done a couple things together. We did his Business Over a Brew. Now, you and I might be the biggest Business Over a Brew fans, right? Might be the only. <laughs> we talked about it a while, <laughs> just wanted like to take
0: it over. Over from remember we remember wanted that? to take it over because <laughs> we like the name so much. <laughs> we did. We thought we, like, we could really run with that concept. <laughs> we like business. We, we like that, brews. That was now, the whole
2: concept behind it. When
0: you first started, was it business over brews? No, it's always been over uh, brew.
2: It's always been over
0: abru. Yeah. Uh, I only allow the guests to have that more uh, than uh, brew. <laughs> I read it how I wanted to
2: read it. Everybody <laughs> says it that way. Business over. Brew. Nobody can get the name right. I don't know why. So we're kind of skipping ahead, but tell us about that show just a little bit. Well, um, it really started off as a concept that I just wanted to. I mean, I, it's the same as you guys said. I like beer and I like business, so that's mm-hmm. that's what it started off as. Really, just a scheme for me to get a couple free beers right. at a local bar, right. and that worked. Um, <laughs> <And> that worked. <laughs> originally, it was supposed to be just an audio show like that. I don't, I don't really even hear. I don't love being on camera. Um, if I had a face like that, I wouldn't. Yeah, either, I but right. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I'm in radio, <laughs> um, but. Uh, so we started, we did a couple audio programs and we'll put, we put some sound effects underneath it uh, to where it, it sounded like we were at a, at a bar or a restaurant. And then I got hooked up with uh, Joe Moran from the unseen stars. And I, I don't know, we just started doing videos of it. I never would have dreamed that we'd still be doing it uh, mm-hmm. like five or six years and uh, over a hundred episodes in. Um, and, and, but it's been great. I've met a lot of great business owners and gotten some good free advice off the show as well. Um, so, it, the concept has just been, you know. I think when you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, uh, it can be a, a lonely place. It can really feel like an island, uh, and not feeling like there's other people going through what you're going through. It's, it's. I don't think people, if you haven't ran a business, you have no concept of how much work and how much. Um, heartache can be involved in it so we, we put the show together kind of with those thoughts of just, let's just find out what habits are people doing to be successful in business what what are some things we can put out there to local business owners that that might help them succeed because um, just circling back to my career um, I, I, I don't know why I didn't plan on being in advertising and sales but for some reason I ended up there and got to really know local business owners. That's probably the best part of the job is all the relationships I've got to build over the years, meeting with local business owners and and helping them solve problems by advertising and marketing their business. So um, I think those stories are important to our community. Um, so trying to get those out on business over a brew has really been what the, the concept of the show has been. Yeah, I love it. It's on YouTube. What what other platform is it on? It's on Facebook. You know, we do a horrible job of uh, <laughs> putting it out there, <laughs> um, but uh, it's on YouTube, Facebook. We're on advantagenews.com. dot com. It's also on Apple podcast. So we've gotten a little right. more technologically gotcha. advanced with it to to try to put it out in, in multiple spots. Um, and then we put it on the radio uh, occasionally as well. So um, we're trying to, you know, that's kind of the concept behind our company. And you, you mentioned the, the media concept of having the advantage and uh, social media and, and the radio stations trying to have multiple platforms that we are taking one piece of content and putting it out over because people are just listening and consuming uh content in a lot of different ways these days
1: and it's fun you just i i get on there sometimes on the youtube and just screw through the business over brew and just like oh i want and and you'll see like all these businesses around the area and like oh i'd like to hear what you know what right. what he said like, how this business get started or what's the, what's their journey or something so it's fun it's fun to catch it. and they're fairly short they're about 20 minutes
2: or something like that we try to keep them short there's only so much yeah. uh Camera battery available, I guess. Or maybe Joe just gets (laughs) bored. He says, hey, wrap it up. They were running out of mine,
0: Ross. (laughs) They were running out of mine. Can me and Todd come in and. uh host that show. Absolutely. He, he can <laughs> Dude, take it That would be awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we can barely keep this one afloat, bro. <laughs> and now go, he's doing another you one. You want to try so, and do
2: another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, here's, I, what, here's a concept you guys should do. You should sit, right watch the down. show, and just make fun of it. Like, <laughs> there uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: we knew how to put our little faces up right, on the screen. Yeah, like that'd be yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Um, I know how to do that. I can show you how to I, do that. So. You so, can show us a lot of things, but we're not going to hold that information. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. You actually have to do it. You have to write, write down instructions. instructions down. And those
0: still don't work for us. Yeah.
1: Um, all right let's just we're gonna get right into your journey Nick so so where'd you grow up
2: uh, I grew up in uh, East Alton born in Alton at mm-hmm. uh, St. Joseph's I guess which I think a lot of people were born there um, so uh, yeah I grew the up in St. Alton. Joseph's it's like? not around anymore it's <laughs> gone so you're probably born there too you just don't know so um, that Kilton, back. Bud. No, that's right yeah that's right um, so no I went, grew up in East Alton went to Wood River High School uh, Illinois College and yeah I've been a community member all my life so. yeah uh, so like what was what was your high school you sp- play Sports,
1: you look like you're pretty stout, stout young oh, man. Well, thank you. Uh,
2: I was uh, 140 pounds in high school, so I wasn't <laughs> yeah. nearly as stout, uh, then, but and I thought I'd always be really skinny, but that hasn't happened either. Um, no big, big baseball player growing up and all mm-hmm. through high school, and and really that was just kind of my life as a kid. Was uh, we, I mean, we by 13, I was probably playing 90 games a year. Uh, we were really one of the first select baseball, yeah. Teams I was gonna around, say, but I
1: mean, that's that's just commonplace it now, is, right, but uh.
2: Not back then. But back then, it, you know, 90, we're talking early 90s, um, there weren't 15, 20 different select baseball team options. There was really like, and we didn't say we were select. We were called a travel team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, that that really did shape a lot of my life, just playing baseball and um we in 92 i think we went to the Corey league world series in miami florida so just all those experiences and still friends with a lot of those guys that i played with but always a big sports fan and um not very good at it but uh played a lot of baseball basketball you know just my really life was really about sports as a kid and uh had a great family awesome parents uh, what, what did
1: your what did your parents do
2: um my mom worked for the phone company for a number of years uh, my dad worked for a company called Ori brothers and then datatronics um, I was thinking about this on the way because I knew you'd ask me, tell me about you know, mm. uh, uh, growing up and I don't know how they did it because they didn't make a lot of money, very middle class probably both of them. I would say, I, I would doubt that they made over 60000 in a year mm-hmm. um, but we always had stuff like we were always going on vacations and we had a cabin up on the Illinois River and um, I don't know how they did it without going broke but they did and they just provided a great, great childhood for my brother and I who's eight years older than me and um, so you know, I, I like I said, I don't know at that salary how they did it, but uh, I'm very grateful for for them and for for my whole family, real tight knit group. So,
1: yeah. Um, what did when you were say middle school, high
2: school, or high school? Did you know? Did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? No idea. Uh-huh. No idea. My life has really meandered in terms mm-hmm. of uh, career choices. Uh, I, I joke with my kids when I was in college, I said, I just went to the guidance counselor said, What's the quickest way out of here? <laughs> and, uh, the <laughs> door. <laughs> right. <laughs> And they said mass comm so that, that <laughs> so that's how i ended up being a
1: so that was your major that mass was my major mass
2: communications what was your I, major todd speech, speech communication i, I, oh, I mean okay. everyone
1: can tell by listening <laughs> listening to me talk. i thought really i was cool.
2: somewhere in the same <laughs> so um so yeah i didn't have any concept of what i wanted to do uh and even when i got out of college with my mass comm degree i was like well still don't really know what i want to do i I actually interviewed most mass comm majors end up being financial planners, I would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I did interview a couple places there and actually did end up being a financial advisor for a few years. But um, I did always love like what I wanted to do with the mass comm degree was do sports. I, I thought I'll be I'll do sports play by play. You know, by 30, I'll be the Cubs play by play announcer. And I'm sorry, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, that was kind of my dream of doing sports on the radio or on TV. Um, did you do any of that in college? I did a little bit of it. Um, not a ton. I, I just interned at a radio station. I still didn't know that you know radio was exactly where mm-hmm. I wanted to go. Um, so but when I got out of college, I was familiar with the local radio station, WBGZ because it was my hometown station growing up. Uh, for us as kids, it was where you tuned to if schools were going to be closed. If it was snowing, that was <laughs> right. where you. Tu- it wasn't everywhere like it is today, yeah. where it's all over social media and you're getting texts and calls and saying, "Hey, no school tomorrow."
1: Have you um, I've ever seen that meme that's you know it talks about now everybody gets a text message, right. that There's no school, but it says back in our day you had to get on and watch the TV like the you're NFL draft rolling down, <laughs> just watch <laughs> Come it. On. And Come all of a sudden you'd, you'd turn your head when like the bees would go by, Bethalto all talk like, "Oh crap!" And then they're already to the seas. You got to. To go all the way through the alphabet again.
0: Right. It was some days that like Roxanna would be off, but you're still on. You're like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> how did that happen? All right? <laughs> They're so mad at our Or you'd see right? like a school close to you that was off. like, oh, we're going to be off too. No, for sure. And they'd never go. They'd have to start getting ready. <laughs> That was painful. <laughs> painful, uh, Ross. Did I ever tell you I was the public address announcer for the women's volleyball team at Illinois University? I knew it was coming. Did you know that? I did. And now <laughs> for your lady Panther. Anyway, so if you want to submit a resume, all you know, seven listeners, right. of the
0: show know that, Todd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry about that. I just, you know, Billy Hearst said I should talk more, so here we go. Um, so you did a little, worked a little bit at the radio station, did a little play-by-play for the school, I guess, for the college teams. Uh,
2: no, I didn't in no. college do anything other than I barely scraped by, got you mm-hmm. know, got through and and, and graduated. Uh, then when I got out of college, though, I, I was familiar with the local radio station yep. for school closings, and that's where our high yeah. school games were on. So I knew about WBGZ that way, and I just thought surely this little local radio station could use somebody as talented as I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so right? I, I tell this story a lot to uh, kids or we'll have different groups come in and, and, and go to tour the radio station or whatever. And I'll just, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll just talk about the persistence of it, which wasn't really like me at the time, but I literally kept sending resumes and calling the owner and stopping by and introducing myself and said, give me something. I, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And finally they said, um, Jesus dude. Okay. They, right, right?" They said, listen, we've got a news position open Saturday and Sunday. It's weekends. You got to be here at 4am. You want it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> there's like no way he's
1: going to take that. They, no I, way. I think that's
2: what they were thinking. i was like, yeah, done. I'll do it. Um, so, so for, you started it. That was my first job at of college 4am. So doing how, how many news. days a so, week? Just Saturday and Sunday. Sa- so every Saturday uh, and Sunday, you had to be there at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m., I'm 22 years old. Whoa. Um, a lot Whoa. of nights, I just rolled right in. Uh, <laughs> you, left, you left Wix and went right. on to the station? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and got off the dance floor at timeout, uh, yeah. headed on ahead. Uh,
2: I got to go do the police rounds. I mean, so, and at that time, we were going to the three local police stations and finding out you know who was in jail because we were doing a police blotter during the news every morning. So How, how long start did you there do that? I did that for a long time, actually. I started in two thousand. 2001 uh and i think when i eventually stopped altogether it probably was like 2005 because even once i got a full-time job i was still doing like every other weekend yeah um and i and i knew though that was my entry like to be able to do sports so i, I started doing news and they let me do some games doing mm-hmm. color for for different sporting events um and i just i loved doing that part of it i didn't love the news part of it uh but i've I, always been such a sports fan, and I thought, I can definitely do sports on the radio. Um, so I got to do some games there, and then eventually, my, my first opportunity to do play-by-play, I was actually doing a game with the owner of the station, doing a softball game. Who I was think. the owner at the time? Sam Stem, uh, uh, who I bought the station from mm-hmm. in, in June, and has been a great friend and, and mentor to me. Um, But we're sitting there doing a softball game. He's doing play-by-play, which is kind of the hard position. That's the one where you're talking a lot, where Mm -hmm. the color guy's just saying, "Uh, great play there, Bob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I'm doing color, just kind of sitting there enjoying a nice afternoon. And and Sam says, now to bring you play-by-play for the fourth inning, here's Nick Darr. And I was like, oh, my God, you're <laughs> kidding me. Like, we're, we're going. So yeah. the, the great thing about play-by-play is you don't have a choice. You just start talking about what you're seeing. Right. So it's, uh, it's actually, once you get to do it, it's actually a little bit easier than doing color because – Keller, you're trying to come up with something insightful and some analysis to give you about the game where play-by-play play you're just like, all right, Johnson passes to Smith. There's a layup underneath. Um, Did it,
1: you
2: it,
0: that,
1: it, wrong? Did that sounded? I, I like,
2: should have said locks. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> hey, no locks ever to a pass. So. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like where color has went in the last five years especially where they're bringing in people, you know, I say a J.J. Reddick, someone that's played the game, or coaches that – right. You know, you can bring in a coach and they they can be kind of boring, but they're getting people that are so more uh, above the the customer, the listener, and giving you knowledge that's so outside of what you would ever think about.
2: I, I love listening to those people. It's funny how sports has changed in that way where now, like my son's 22. And he loves the analytics side of it. He'll watch a you know a breakdown of uh, a certain play or a certain quarterback or, or whatever. So uh, I think you used to yeah. think that nobody cares about that. It's just yeah. you know, they watch the game and this kind of background noise.
0: But that you know Tony Romo kind of started it. Yeah, you know, there were some coaches before him that you'd listen to and be like, wow, that is a crazy breakdown. Um and then Tony Romo. I mean, he's calling out plays before they happen. Oh, this is this is what's gonna happen right here because he's so good at reading the defense and how the offense is lined up, whatever. Like the insight the the insight they give you is think, can make you think twice about the game and
2: there's so much more information yeah, out the there. Yeah, the layers now, of it. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to research and prepare for a game than now than it was years ago. Well, I, I, even I, in high I, school, you can go watch film of, of a team player and see stats. It's yeah, that, that's for sure. But I'm just talking about the
0: layers of the game that they're they're so smart. They're they're just so they've watched so much film throughout their lives. Uh, they they see the game at a whole different level than the average you know listener or viewer. It's it's fun to watch. There's there's a guy on ESPN now that Dan or Vosky or something yeah. like that he was just a backup quarterback and this dude breaks down the
2: game like no one you've ever seen before I tell you who would be great and Mike if you're listening we'd love to have you Mike Waldo would be awesome oh yeah for basketball because wow right I, I listened to the podcast that, that he was on your show and I was like God, that, He's just him a, telling you about I think it was every time you went left you pulled mm, up for yeah. a jumper and every time you went right you went to the basket exactly camp. Uh, it's you've been playing basketball so long, and he's the first one to bring it. To you your don't country. even realize you're doing it as right. a player. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. yeah. There's there's just people out there that are so smart, way smarter than the average person, or even some of the best coaches. There's just there's some of them that are just above them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love where colors went. Do you
1: love where like the ESPN like? Sports Center,
0: and that's when. No, no, I barely watch it now. Yeah. But there's one show that I watch. I usually, if I, I wake up around five, five thirty, and the first thing I do is I turn on ESPN because they still have like it's the, the late show where it still resembles Sports Center a little bit, where they're really just breaking down all the highlights right. from. Right. From um the night you know the day before when
2: I was a kid I didn't miss didn't I mean, miss every it. morning f- first of all Sports Center was on from like 5 a.m. to noon like yeah. it was yeah. just a repeat of ah, every I mean, of the you'd show watch like it three times yeah, in you college would, like, I would just wa- I would right. just keep watching it it was yeah. insane now it's so many talking heads and some are good like <laughs> Ross said but some are not so good too so it's like no I want to see highlights I want to see what happened to the game I saw a tweet yesterday um that they watched it. I think somebody did a who knows if this is even true uh, because it's a tweet, but they said they watched ESPN was on from like five to two with no highlights of any major league baseball playoff games. The only mention of it was that they had a game coming up later that night. It was all just talking about the NFL and And
0: talking heads and who can yell at each other the loudest from across the table and say the dumbest thing or
2: something. Right. But yeah, there's one, there's one
0: sports center that still resembles the old school sports center. And it's the, the late night one from LA or something. And in a, and they will give all those highlights and still kind of throw in those old Is that dads. the Scott
2: Van Pelt one? Or? No, it's after his. Okay. Because I haven't. I don't stay up that late, so yeah. I've made, I probably miss his. But two,
1: two things with that. Like now it's, it's all about hot takes. Yeah. They will say outlandish things, whether they believe it or not, just to get, you know, stir up things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your Skip Baylesses and uh, what's the black dude's name? Stephen a Smith yeah. Stephen a Smith they all just say these outlandish things to get people talking about it,
2: you know, you know That's that's one thing. I'm, I'm proud of for from our company's standpoint is we've got such a veteran crew um, They've all been there a long time. They're really professionals um, in terms of just the journalism side. We don't have That may work in terms of growing your audience and and maybe that is what people want to see But I just don't think it's what we need um, so we like I said, one of the things I'm proud of is that if you are if you listen to our news director Mark Ellabrock, you'd have no idea who he voted for in the last mm-hmm. election. Yeah, um, you know what side of the political aisle he's coming from. And Same that's with how our it's news supposed guide, Doug to be. Jenkins. It is. It's it, was, like, it was always right.
1: The news was supposed to be like it was. There was supposed to be integrity involved. You know what I'm saying you weren't yeah. supposed to be unbiased. You weren't right. supposed to give your opinion. You were supposed to just state the facts, and that was it. Find
2: the truth. You know? I mean, that's what we're trying the to truth. do. Uh-oh. Bring
1: back Walter Cronkite, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, one of the things we try to do is, especially if there is, you know, there's always controversial stories going on. And, you know, there's one version on one side and one on the other. And then somewhere the truth is in the middle. Mm -hmm. So we always try to get uh, both sides of the story. Like if there is a controversy, like we want to hear from both people um, and and not play favorites. and, And I think. Um, when people listen to our station and check out our website and, and go to us for news, they're going to find that on a, on a regular basis. Plus we, we stay away from the gossipy stories. And, and like I said, from an audience growth standpoint, that may work. There's probably a lot of people that do want to hear and see that, but um, it's just not how we're not going to compromise our integrity to do that. Our, our crew is a little bit more veteran. So, you know, we've, we've been through journalism school and we, we kind of have those principles of knowing what, you know, really having a, a core focus of what we want to present to the audience. Since you've been in,
0: <clears throat> since you've been in media, have, <clears throat> have you personally had anybody try to come influence you or your company's decisions on things by maybe trying to sponsor or throw money your way
2: or <laughs> not uh, not overtly saying, "Hey, we'd like to sponsor," but you know, one of the tough decisions you have to make sometimes is if you have an advertiser that's in trouble for example like in the news for some reason that's not a positive so how are you going to cover that for us it's not a consideration like we've had a few advertisers recently in the in the news for for negative reasons and i actually have gotten texts and saying hey could you take that down and my answer is i i I can't (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we can't let That's a real slippery slope of letting dollars influence how you're covering the local media or covering the local community. So, um, you know, our, our fidelity is always to the truth first. And if it's a story, if it's something that's newsworthy and we're telling the truth, then we sleep fine. And if we lose the ad dollars, we lose the ad dollars. In,
1: in it might be cold in your house because you can't sure, afford electricity, right. but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. We <laughs> might go off the air that way. sleep cold, but... <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Can you give us a better insight as just two idiots of how the media has really changed here in the last, shoot, five years, really, but yeah. maybe in the last 10, of how it's really changed with this left and right and what side you're on and how that influences or what that how that determines the type of news and and how they give it
2: yeah i think um for us that's that's been yeah it's it's definitely more divided um in terms of um you know where we're at and and really gosh it's changed so much just the platforms and the and the, the availability and the the way people consume it has been a big change as well um so from a, a just a platform standpoint it's funny when i, I started selling advertising in 2003 at the at the big z and our major competitors were the yellow pages and the telegraph <laughs> you know so those were those were the biggest concerns and then i was out for a few years i came back and it's like well, facebook's the biggest competitor that we have now it's like um so the platforms have certainly changed um i think people's appetite even though they would you know we all talk about how this is a good question i don't know if i'm, I'm helping you or not but um a good question is is it the the audience that wants this bs the the divisiveness and the talking heads and the yelling at each other because they they must right otherwise they wouldn't keep putting it out there uh, the, or is it the the networks and the the mass media that's putting out there and saying
0: I'll just add this I don't know anybody that loves the talking heads on on ESPN anymore like I I agree but, like, do they I, stay I, but I I there I don't, so I don't know that's that a I great question. Question. Does Does it must just be, come I mean, it's all. And, and how we, can you pay Stephen A. Smith ten million dollars? Everybody right. I know doesn't want to watch it. Right. But I guess it's still watched. I guess. Yeah. I mean.
2: Right. And and I think there's two different. Uh, there's a really a dividing line too between national media and local media. Mm-hmm. I think by and large, our local media, my competitors, at Riverbender and the Telegraph, they do a good job of of covering uh, local stuff, and it's not, you know, gotcha journalism. Certainly not from us, anyway of trying to find what's wrong in the community and that and that being what, what leads. Even, But even still, um, you know, for whatever reason, the the cliche that if it bleeds, it leads is true. Like, that's, if you go through Bleeds, our, it
1: leads. <laughs> write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: if you go through our website, I mean, you're going to see bad news. I mean, that's just what the news is, has become. The, the percentage of... I don't know how you change this. I would love to, uh, you know figure that out but how do you change it from being probably 80 20 negative right now to at least 50 50 on the on the positive side now we're we try to bring uh shed light on positive events that are going on in the community so i think we're probably a little closer at least to 60 40 but um but you have to report on bad stuff that happens too so it's a it's a but national media wise it's yeah, 95 five in terms and, of and
0: why and on national news did it what is what's the root cause of why it's lost us integrity and and now it's just really political on both sides that just okay i'm the ceo CEO of cnn i own it these are my beliefs and that's what you guys how are you guys are going to report it and tell the news here
2: that's a big part of it i think uh the, the the beliefs of being left or right driving the decisions of of content I think the the Trump phenomena is really interesting because um, he got so chummy, I think, with certain media people like, well, just Sean Hannity as an example, like mm-hmm. they're buddies. So, yeah. uh, and, and Sean Hannity's different because you know when you watch Sean Hannity, he's not giving you news. You know where he's coming from, from his, his point of view. But I, I do think there is this uh, place in the world, in Washington, D.C., in New York, where they're, they all know each other um, and... You know, so there. it's tough to hold your buddies accountable sometimes. Um, so that could be part of it, too, I think, from a national standpoint of uh, are you going to say bad things about not not just your friend, but somebody that may benefit you financially, too? I mean, that's a big part of where the line's getting drawn. If it
1: don't make dollars, it don't make sense, <laughs> Ross. You know that. <laughs> you know that.
2: We, we jumped all around. But I think, too, uh, just real quick, okay. like the, I don't know. It'd be interesting. There isn't one right now from a national standpoint. There's not a middle. Yeah, you know, and that's what I want. There's left or right. Um, it'd be interesting if somebody had the financial wherewithal to take the risk and say, we are going to be down the middle. We're going to be, you know, I think that would do well. I but, do too. You know,
1: you think it's possible. You think they somebody would or could or I hope just, so. Uh, I mean, they're just on their, you know, you just, they're on their stating facts whenever you got this outrageousness going over there and this outrageousness going over, you know, somewhere else. And I I don't know.
2: Well, and it's, it goes to our political parties too. Um, You know, in the primary, we're not going to select a moderate candidate, which I think for most of us uh, politically, for the majority of the people, that's where we probably fall. It's probably getting greater and greater. Yeah. For that, right? Right. But you look at the Republican primary going on right now, Trump's going to win it uh, in all likelihood. I mean, it looks, he's got a huge lead in the polls. Um, and I don't know, that's a kind of a head-scratcher to me, just in terms of I think he probably has the worst chance of winning in the general. But in the primary, you're selecting a, the, the candidates that win there are far right or far left, typically. <laughs> Whereas, what we really would need and most people would prefer would be a moderate.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem with that is, though, if a moderate comes out, then you got the right and the left attacking. Moderate, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. They're, right. They, they suddenly come together and like, okay, we don't we don't like each other, but we hate this person worse.
0: Right. Well, and they, so they're not going to let yeah, that because, happen because they, yeah, that, that yeah. moderate is going to steal votes from both sides. So they, you know, they can't allow it.
2: So unfortunately, what ends up happening is you don't get reasonable moderate people <laughs> in public offices. You get it, you know whack keeps, jobs to the right, and
0: left, and it keeps going. From here's the here's the middle, here's the left and the right, and it, they just keep
2: going. Right. So. You know, if you think of that philosophy of the majority of people are in the middle somewhere, yeah, what were we closer by people to the that are further. Yeah. But you're made to
1: make a choice, really. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Anymore, you can't hardly just stay right there. No, me. you can't. You know, because if you if you voice one opinion, say you voice something that the right sort of stands for. Well, then the left ought to make, oh. And or, if you vo- or if you voice something that maybe it's a little more to left then the right attacks you. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like they want everybody wants you to pick
2: a side yeah and, and it's back to the talking heads and the um you know the people that why is that working you know and why are i i think it's uh, especially fascinating from an advertising standpoint to see a company take a stand on really anything um just because Well, if you take a stand on something like Bud Light is a great example Mm -hmm. recently uh, in the news of uh, having a transgender person be their spokesperson, regardless of what you think about that, you know, you're going to piss half the people off by doing that. So why not find somebody that would be good for everybody? Maybe you feel so strongly about it that you said, "Screw it! I don't care if we're going to lose billions of dollars. We're, this is what we believe." And I would have more respect for that, but I don't think okay. that's probably what they were thinking. Uh,
0: we're here, so I'm just going to just gonna lay this out do here. It, okay, Ross. do it. But uh, Anheuser Busch, I'm willing to come help you guys out if you want. Here's here's a, sl- here's, a thing. Think, here's the only solution to the Bud Light thing that goes on. I mean, our numbers are cut in half at, at the House on our Bud Light sales. Yeah, at one time when I was smaller, I, between all my Bud Light sales draft and bottles, we sold more of it than everything else combined. And so, what they got to do, real or not real, they got to sell it back. I think to the um, the family of uh, Bush, the Bush yeah. family. Bring on uh, Dan! I can't think of his name. Like the. The son, Billy? Um, yeah, I think Bring back Bush, like, the seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bring him back on as the face of it. If he only owns two percent of it, All hey, right. we sold it to him. You can lead it, and then he comes back and makes his strong push for the American beer again, and, and putting out the right commercials and advertising. And then you also, I think, you go back and you you label it as one of their old retro Bud Light.
2: Logos. It's not, it's you idea. take yeah. it back to the Bush years of it. So when you say it's down fifty percent, has it been? So it's like more than that in my place. Very recently that's happened, or just like, since, like, no, since you know, AB Since
0: that, since, since no, the, no the, since the the marketing. The marketing, trends, the marketing yeah. thing had a. Yes, yeah, so like effect, it, like it, right I mean, it yeah. was you know it happened a week later. It was. Poof, off the cliff. I, you Interesting. Know,
1: you know, I just, I just like... I it only it hurts
0: the fucking small people, the people who actually brew it and the right. people who right. are driving yeah. the four cliffs and that's Because we what all hurts. end up
1: buying something else that's also an Anheuser-Busch product.
0: <laughs> really. Yeah, I'm they not going to drink Bud Light, but I'll have them make all <laughs> of yeah, 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 I mean, they <laughs> all, but
1: I, I hear that, you know, you go back to that transgender thing when they did that. Do you... I always think there was just some other reasoning. They knew there'd be giant backlash. They knew the sales would be done, but I'm trying to figure out What they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, you know, I don't know, drive people to other products of theirs to build, I don't know.
2: It's so either they, that, like there was something else at, at play there, or it was just an incredibly just, stupid I decision. Just, <laughs> I can't
1: imagine it was just that incredibly stupid of a
2: decision. From I one of the can't. smartest marketing companies in the history of the world. I
1: know, that's right. That's history of the world. For a yeah. while they were. yeah, they, they, And they still, I mean, they, I mean, just, you know, you think about their Super Bowl ads and all those things, the sales and all that over the years, you just think that was a calculated mistake. I don't know why. I'm not smart enough to figure that out but they have people who are
2: well i don't uh, know you know uh colin kaepernick when he was taking a knee during the amp- anthem and really a lightning mm-hmm. rod for uh controversy nike put him out there as a major spokesperson and their sales went up which surprised me but mm-hmm. uh, because I, I thought the same theory would be in place it okay Regardless of what you think there, you're going to piss some people off by putting him out there just because he's so controversial, which I would always try to stay away from as a as a business. Yeah, owner so, personally. yeah. Like, yeah. you're not going to see me you know, out you, there you, tweeting or putting on yeah, Facebook right. who I'm voting for or right, who I support you know, or anything like you, that. I, you
0: I just, make a good point because they have to know who the, who is buying the Bud Light. They, they got to know who's buying every their product. They single True. statistic to how much the person
1: weighs that's <laughs> buying it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, To me, it was a calculated mistake. Now, I don't know why or what their reasoning was, but they know. and I, I,
0: I don't think it was just a, oh, we screwed You don't do that. think it was one division just, who was led by the wrong person I just who don't, said. No, you know how
1: many times, every decision they make, you know how many chains of command that probably has
0: to go through? Yeah. I don't know. You know, you, you get more into that. I mean, that, you know, those cans weren't put out to the public. Those cans were. I, mean, their I only, one. Uh, yeah. Those cans were, they only made, I'm just going to say, a half a dozen of those cans. Sent them only to that person and told them, like, the deal. What they they had, I don't think Bud Light actually put out an ad or anything for them. They put that person's face on it, sent it to them. And I believe the story is they did all the, like, marketing on their mm. own.
2: Right, and I think too, I've always tried to like i've I've said about actors and musicians and movies and athletes, but if you root for uh, or if you 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 buy only people that you agree with, you're not going to be buying anything, <laughs> right. because I guarantee uh, you know there's there's people that work at uh, you know Miller Coors that you would disagree with as well, or some of the <laughs> microbrews or whatever whatever beer you're switching to. If you're not drinking Bud Light, I, I guarantee they're not perfectly aligned with your beliefs. Yeah, I'm uh, not here to agree with everybody. Right, I mean, no one's ever going to agree with everybody. But I guess the the counter argument that is yeah, but they just they kept they're not trying to shove it in my face, so I, you know I'll, I'll I go think, with the company. Yeah, that's
0: what everybody's argument is. I just right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's go back to your journey. Oh, we yeah. got we got sidetracked we a little bit. Ross tends to do that on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so you start. You're working at the radio station. You're you're doing part times. You have a full time job. And well, then when do you kind when did and you start doing some play by play? And w- when did you really become a full
2: time, really ingrained in the business there? Um, so that's kind of an interesting time period in my in my life. Just that 2001 to like 2004 area. Um, so. In 2001, uh, my wife got pregnant, and uh, our first child was born in March. So, And I, I really felt I'm working part-time at the radio station. I have no pa- no career path at this point. I've, yeah. I've, I have no full-time job. Yeah. Uh, How I, old are you at this point? I'm 20, I was 24 when he was uh-huh. born. Um, so I really felt like, gosh, what am I doing with my life? I was substitute teaching. I was working part-time at the radio station, and I was working on my master's at SIUE. Um, so I was kind of doing a lot. But is your master's in MassCom? It, it is in MassCom, right. So, I, again, I asked him, what's the quickest way to get my master's? <laughs> no, by that time, I was like, this is cool. This is what I mm. want to do. I'd like to do something in media. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't get full-time work right out of college. It was a different time then when not not everybody was hiring. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, I'm submitting resumes and, and trying, to, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, I ended up getting a job at a, uh, insurance restoration company, a contracting company in, in Missouri. And they hired me as their marketing director. I'm like, great marketing. That's what I want to do. That's related to my major. I'm still working part-time at the, at the radio station. Um, so I worked there for, uh, about two years and just real, real quick, how that ended was, um, they hired me to be a marketing director, but ended up about six months in, they're like, boy, we've got a big accounts receivables problem. Can you go collect money for it? <laughs> and uh, they were not the best company. So I'm trying to collect money for people that we didn't even do work for. And, and, and so I really hated that that portion of the program yeah. of, of working for this company. So they, they end up running into financial troubles. And it's funny, the, the boss that I had at the time, I look back and say he wasn't maybe as bad a guy as I thought, but I was pretty immature, so I really hated him. And um, – he, you know, like we all knew we were financially struggling as a company, and he never—he was not a real personable guy—and he started taking people to lunch, and they'd go to lunch and come back and clean out their stuff and leave. So, <laughs> so he was taking about the lunch to fire up. So he asked me, he said, "Hey Nick, you want to go to lunch Thursday?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, not really, but I, I guess." Really I, not hungry I, I, today. Right, yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm good. Uh, I'm fasting at the moment. Uh, that wasn't really a thing then. Um, but uh, so he took me. We went to Ozzy's uh, at Westport, and he fired me at lunch, of course. <laughs> (laughs) And on the way back, I was doing collections on the way back. I had a kid. Like, I got to work. I need something here. So uh, I don't want to go home and tell my wife. I just lost my job. And so on the way home, I had talked him into, I guess this was my starting sale. sales. You, get, you, to you, him get, you, you road, guys rode, him? rode in rode the together. same car? the that, same car, yeah. So that dude awkward. does not give awkward a fuck right?
0: about, he doesn't care about <laughs> awkward, obviously. No, that does not no. even cross his
2: mind. <laughs> I mean, we sat down, he's like, well, I'm, I'm sure you know why we're here. I'm like, can we just skip the meal? <laughs> <laughs> you could have done this in <laughs> your <I> office. Get, <laughs> like, I, really that's really is bizarre. It was. But anyway, on the way back, I talked him into, hey, what if I worked for commission? Like I'll take a percentage of everything we collect, and here's what I'll. And he loved that idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Great, yeah, done." He's like, "I don't have to pay a salary anymore. We'll only pay you if you produce. Terrific." So that's kind of the plan. And then at, at, you
1: roughing people up or what? That,
2: no, I mean, <laughs> really, you're working with insurance companies and mortgage companies to try mm-hmm. to collect money on work that you've done. I hate it. It was just not fun. Like not mm-hmm. not exciting to me or, or any in any way, shape, or form. I was also young and not really a great worker at the time and and a little bit (laughs) immature and, you know, thought the world owed me something. Um, But so anyway, I talked myself into staying on a commission basis and then I got a call like an hour later from the owner of the station, Sam Stem. He, you know, I'd been working there part time. He said, Hey, we got an opening. I don't know if you'd be interested or not, but it, I'll take it, it, it. <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much what happened. So it was, you know, selling advertising, working with local businesses for the for the station. I was like, Yes. Like I'll start this Monday. Was, this it was literally was like, like an hour later after the guy after fired the me, and I had talked honestly, him into yeah. staying. So then I got to go in his office and say, You know, I think I'm just going to go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you, can you go to dinner tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you want to grab a beer after work <laughs> yeah and, uh and he kept trying to talk me into stay and i'm like you just fired me yeah. why do you want me to stay so right. uh so that's that was really my first that's awesome how that worked full-time. out though, right? it, it really was and i mean there's so many things that i look back on and and think boy there was really i think hand of god on my on my right. shoulder pushing me towards these places in my life and you know, when you, you uh, introduced me, it still sounds very weird to say the owner of the Big Z. Uh-huh. I, that still is a very awkward uh, title for me. I, it's like, I can, yeah, I guess I do own right. it. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, but that was my first. That's how I got to be full time so there. Say, doing Started sales. Sell, selling, even though you know that was the furthest thing from what I wanted to do in life was be a salesperson. Right. But um, Really got into it, and it, it kind of. Like I said you got introduced to so many business owners and local community people. The relationships I've been able to build over the years just from doing that job have been awesome. I mean, great friends and and just you get to meet so many people. I always say I think I could open almost any kind of business just because I've I've worked with so many of them and kind of it's easy to run other people's businesses, right? So right. so uh, easy. I got one you can take over. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> If I were you, I would do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, Ross, and I, because we always talk about people giving us like suggestions or something like that, or even giving, and so the other day I was out (laughs) and somebody gave me a suggestion for his business. And I actually thought it was a decent thing. So I tell him, I know how you love suggestions. Uh. (laughs) Well, here's one. (laughs) And actually you didn't. uh, I was uh, feeling real nice that day. Yeah, you actually came back with, you know what, we do need to do that.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, there's a lot of things as business owners that we probably need to do. It's this, but there's only so many hours in the day, so... Yeah, that,
1: um, and plus, like sometimes people suggest things where they have no idea what it takes, and or we'll we'll have. And I'll just use the gym for example. We'll have something here, like a policy or something that I do, and be like, "Why do you do? Why is it like?" like there's a reason. No, there's I not. Why?
0: You just woke up. You wanted <laughs> yes, to do it that I way. Pur- you did. It. You didn't even think about it. Todd, <laughs> I can, can I not pur- wear blue jeans? <laughs>
1: right. I mean, it's always it's always something like that. They just don't understand. It's like, listen,
2: it's, this is there's a reason. I promise you. I don't know why, Sam hired me as general manager because i i can't believe that i didn't just annoy the crap out of him over the course of my career because i was always in the office saying hey what if we did this what if we (laughs) did that what and he'd he'd always be like and now that i'm in the chair he's in i was like oh that's why we can't do (laughs) that well but he also probably saw your ambition and you were hungry
0: trying to to push it forward you don't want
2: someone who's just gonna keep it. if i did anything right during my career it was just raising my hand and saying i'd like to learn that how do i do that so that's why when i actually fast forward to 2009 i left uh to go be a edward jones financial advisor Mm -hmm. not nearly as successful as a previous guest um (laughs) steve big big, big money money but um i had a client that kind of talked me into it and i really just i've always had this I think meeting so many business owners and talking to so many business Mm -hmm. owners kind of gave me that entrepreneurial spirit. Like I want to try this on my own. So I did do that. And then I ended up working at the home office at Edward Jones. Um, I was there for six years and he called me in 2015, Sam, Sam. Uh, It's, it's funny backing up a little bit. I I was still doing sports. I'd still do games for him on, Mm -hmm. on Friday nights. I'd get off work at Edward Jones and go do, do games for him on the radio. And uh, I walked in one day to get the equipment to go out and do a game, and Jim Schrader was there, who used to be the publisher of the Telegraph, and he had been hired as sales manager. I always kind of had it in the back of my mind that I would go back and run the station someday, and when I walked in, I felt like, man, my heart just kind of dropped, because I was like, well, damn it, you know, there's the plan now. It'll be Jim's to take over after when Sam's done. Um, but fortunately that didn't work out Jim went back to the telegraph and they called and Sam called me to be general manager and I and I like now this I said, is when
1: you were still at Edward Jones still so there doing right, the, doing yeah. part
2: time at the radio station yeah. right um, so this is 2015 uh, so 8 years ago now and he called me, and I, and I know the only reason he did, because I just I knew how to do everything. Because mm-hmm. I'd always, throughout my career, raised my hand to, hey, I'll sell advertising. I'll do radio production. I'll do be on air. Whatever you need, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So that was like the only thing, and it was just dumb luck. It's not like I had a plan to do it that way. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was interested in it and uh, loved every aspect of it, really. So um, I'm sure I was a, one of the first names that came to mind just because he wasn't going to have to train me on a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you were the only one interested exactly he probably (laughs)
2: actually he probably called a lot of other people uh before he got to me so
1: (laughs) you were 22nd on the list (laughs) right uh so was that was that a no-brainer for you decision it it was because you had been at edward
2: jones for six years i had been and uh you know but i didn't love that job it was good it was a really good job edward jones is a great company to work for Mm. i learned a ton there um, but, yeah, the chance to come back and, and be general manager of my hometown local radio station was, was pretty much a no-brainer um i mean there were a few financial considerations but once we hashed those things out i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna come back and i i sold it to my wife saying that hey it's great i'll be back in town now <laughs> you need me to run the kids somewhere i can do that because i'll be 10 minutes away G- from the house one. instead of 35 <laughs> minutes away and uh, yeah eight years later she hasn't seen me since
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> so how many i know you have four kids total now how many did you have about that time
2: um, oh, so you saw know, your, she time, saw you yeah. four
1: times. <laughs> yeah, she saw me. That was all
2: before, though. So except that they were except all that, red by that time. So, well, my, we joke, my oldest is 22, and he's six three six four. Mm, yeah. So uh-huh. it, the picture I sent you, he always looks like dad in the picture because he's <laughs> he's always right. in the middle and he's real tall. Yeah. So I'm like, where did he come from? But uh, so, so, yeah, we got four, and we had four at the time. At so, four at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's always a big consideration. 10, so it, it, it is, and I did think. And I have been able to do some of that, but it it definitely has not been like I haven't had more free time, certainly to to do things. It's been less, but and now, as a general manager,
1: could you just kind of give us a uh, like what what's what's your day what's your day to day what's 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 your role what do you have to do what's what is it a radio station as a general manager
2: I mean you know how it is owning businesses it's everything it's like yeah. it's the dishes need to be done <laughs> the dishes that's what you're doing so uh, now, now, just, did Sam kind of just let you run it as you became general manager He Absolutely did um, he couldn't have been better as a as an owner to just say hey you know, I see a lot of stuff you're doing and I don't necessarily agree with it, but you run with it and you figure out why that was a bad idea or a good idea. Um, so at the time we bought the advantage, I I mean, I always consulted with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when the advantage became available and then just, just different decisions throughout the, the last eight years, it's been, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But it's never been, Hey, you can't do this or you can't do that. It's been, I wouldn't, but if you want to, <laughs> right? If as long as it's not going to sink the ship, then then try it. Um, so he was great in that regard of being a great mentor and giving me advice, but not uh, not telling me how to do it. He really stepped away. I was surprised. It was one of my biggest concerns uh, taking the job actually, because I thought. He really had a, a, a hand in everything going on there. So how how long is he had, really step back? But how long had he had been there? He did it for twenty six years. So, uh, you know, for him to give me the keys, mm-hmm. that's and, not an and easy really thing to do. Really walk away yeah. is tough. Yeah. So, um, I'm really appreciative of him picking me number one and then number two. Just it was really important to him. Like he's like, I don't want to be here. Um, in the ear of the employees i want them to know that if there's a problem they go to you not me and a couple of people did go to sam at first when there were issues that, that came up um and he just immediately said hey you need to talk to nick so did,
1: did you had some did you have some guys who had, were older than you that had been there a little longer who maybe felt a little passed
2: over well fortunately um i i think i have a good relationship or had a good relationship with everybody that worked there. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody. Um, it is a little odd because I'm one of the younger people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some of them were my boss at some t- at right. certain points in my career. Um, but I think they all respected what I had done and, and the way I'd treated them. And, and certainly um i lean on them too it's like it's it while i own the company it's definitely collaboration and i get input and you know i'm not uh certainly it's i'm not uh, a czar of the company or anything like yeah. that they're they're smarter than me in United a lot of ways yeah Ross. I, you know
1: anyway <laughs> i'm just trying to wake you up bud. <laughs> i'm awake but
2: didn't like what you're categorizing yes.
0: <laughs>
2: do what needs um, to be done <laughs> True, you have to sometimes, but you know they're they're smarter than me in a lot of ways, so I, I trust them to make a lot of good decisions.
1: How many the big Z? How many people do they employ?
2: Or like the, the, the whole media group. Full time people were ten, and then we've mm. got a, about a handful of other part time people that work for us. You know, going out and writing articles or taking pictures or doing games, things like that. So, or doing shows on the weekends, things like that. I say five. It's probably more like actually, I think about 20 is total of what we have. So there's gotta be so many moving parts to it, right? There are. And then I like to complicate things. So we, <laughs> you know, we, we added to that and, uh, you know, bought the, bought a monthly newspaper. Or so, uh, so there are a lot of moving parts and, you know, we're still figuring out how to, how to best operate it. But, uh, but so far, still on the air and still on the internet. That, so. that never
0: changes though. You're always trying to figure out how to best operate it.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, The landscape changes, too, of how people, like, we've talked a little bit about how people are consuming things, like, so you know, our kind of concept is it used to be, I think, everybody went home, you know, watched the network news, maybe watched the Cardinal game, watched the Tonight Show, went to bed, got up, read the newspaper, went to work, and, and repeat. Well, now it's you know, I guarantee you probably whatever you did something different than I not just something different than what I did last night, but you might have watched Netflix, you might have watched YouTube videos, you might have been on social media. So how do you stay in front of as many people as possible from an advertising standpoint? How do you get the content out there to your audience in as efficient as way as possible? And I think the answer is, You do everything that you can possibly do. So, you know, we've got a print publication. We've got a daily website. We're still on the radio because we still definitely believe that, I mean, the numbers are, you know, saying that 85% of people still listen to broadcast radio every every week. So we definitely believe that's a viable medium. And um, so we're just trying to be as many places as possible and get the content out there as many places as possible from an advertising standpoint, trying to get you out there on as many different platforms as possible because it's hard to say – you know not everybody's watching tv not everybody's reading the newspaper anymore everybody's doing something different so
0: when it comes to advertising how much is percentage-wise, if you could break it down, how much is the advertising people coming to you because they want to advertise on what you guys are doing, and how much is it you guys going out and, and getting those sales?
2: Probably 80, 20, 80, us going out and getting it, and 20% of uh, them coming to us. We do have um, a real good base of advertisers, though. Most of what we put together for people are you know long-term campaigns, so we've got probably 80% of our advertisers have been with us five years or more, um, so we don't have to go out and get as much new business as you might expect just because we've got so many people that have been with us for so long Mm -hmm. Um, you you do have to keep growing of course because things get more expensive yeah Uh, so you got to find a way to increase the revenue but I think what we put together too is a real uh, unique product in terms of you know being able to to reach people and kind of stay on the journey with them all day whether they're you know at home or in their cars or in front of their in front of their computers or most importantly on their phones which regardless of how you're consuming things, you're probably consuming things on your phone at some point during the day. So trying to be there is is really important. So.
0: What are all the revenue, uh, different revenue... Uh,
2: streams? Streams, yeah. Exactly. I mean, really, we have one. It's advertising it's just dollars. The advertising. That's the only, only real way we make money. I mean, there's very little other way for us to, to generate revenue other than that. Um, so it's all... You know, from small businesses, from local businesses, is where all of our, our all of our revenue comes from. So. Um,
1: and what was I going to say here? Um, so, has it been tough? I think you kind of already answered this. Has it? Has you had to do a lot of changing with the online stuff? Is that something new? Like you just kind of. Trying to learn new things, you know. You Always. come break into his radio. There was no real social media going on, and now it's it's everywhere. So has that been
2: tough? It, it's been um, yes and no. I think you can look at it a couple different ways. Uh, you can look at it as, boy, you know, what was me? People aren't listening to radio or reading the newspaper anymore. You can look at it as what a great opportunity because we've got so many more ways to not just help our. Uh, advertisers but to help us like to promote ourselves in in a variety of different ways I really think it's it's not so much I mean the technology changes of course but if you're putting out great stuff if your content is good and your news is good and your sports are good then people are going to find it Um, so we we definitely believe it's still about putting good content out there as much as anything else I mean it's um, and it's not like radio is certainly not an antiquated technology. It's still really pretty cool, the fact that you can drive around in your car, press a button, and get it. Like, yeah. it's, it's, and it's, every, it's definitely in every ahead of vehicle. its time. It's in, you
1: right. know, it's in every single vehicle.
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, I look at it as more on the other side of things, is wow, what a great way for us to reach younger people now because we have all these other vehicles to to reach them, whether that's social media or our website or emails. Or, you know, there's, there's a lot of different, options available for us to promote ourselves and for us to help advertisers so i think it's almost better in some ways but yeah it's tougher just to, from the standpoint of uh competition standpoint i mean facebook and google uh regardless of what you think about them they have been bad for local media companies because right. you know um you, you, it, if you could rewind i would love for all media to say hell no, we're not giving you all our content for free. Why would we do that? That yeah. would be ludicrous. Right. Facebook doesn't Facebook and Google create nothing from a content standpoint. It's all they're reliant upon media companies like ours or individuals like you guys to to create their content. if it if nobody did that, there'd be no such thing <laughs> That's as Facebook. A great, great point. Um, so but we and we made the mistake as an industry to give it to them at the beginning. and so well, what do you mean by that? What well, do you mean? You gave it to them. So you the write beginning? a story and you post it on Facebook, so people can now get that mm, story. So you, from so
0: you think at the beginning for, I'm just gonna say for. CNN or Fox to be on Facebook, Facebook should
2: have been paying them for that content. I do, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Facebook is generating a ton of ad revenue off content that CNN, Fox, and the Big Z are creating. People get super creative. They put it on there. Facebook didn't make it. No. People just did it for them. Yeah.
0: And they're, they're, yeah, those they're paying to make all that content, paying the people who did
2: it and all the other stuff that goes into it. You know that. It's kind and of genius. Just... It really was. I mean, you got to give them credit for being smart. But it's just like the print industry in the beginning of, uh, you know, when, when websites came out, for example. Well, a lot of newspapers just... Um, and newspaper was way ahead of, like, radio stations, by and large, in terms of going to the Internet first. But they just started putting their newspapers online for free. Well, yeah. that killed subscriptions. So, yeah. Because why would I... If I've got a computer, why would I still subscribe and have it delivered to me in print form every day? Well, they can't, you know, the cat's kind of out of the bag. They can't put it back in the box because. Now there's so much free content out there. It's like, man, getting a subscription is really hard. Like, <laughs> for me to pay 4.99 or 8.99 to get your content when it's out there for free from another source is I, w- I just most people aren't willing to do that. You know, now what? <laughs> it's even more genius what Facebook has done. Is you talk about
1: we we provided them with the content. Well, now and it's different from when I started putting my stuff on for Pride. Like I would just put it on there. and I'd put something like on for Pride. I'd put a video or something, and everyone would see it. So now, if you don't pay to sponsor right. it, people, they they, they can hold, they hold stuff back. You know what I'm saying? I'll put up a video that's really good. I think, oh, a lot of people want to see this. Right. And then I'll be like, you know, very few views. But then every once in a while you put one out and it's like not a, you know it's not as good but there'll be two thousand views. But if you boost that thing, you sponsor it or whatever. <laughs> Facebook, all right, here, you, you give us more money, we're going to make sure more people see it. Now not only are we giving
2: them the content, we're paying them to show our content. I, I, I've said to advertisers, said, let me here's what here's the concept I'm thinking of starting. I'm, I want to start a, a a media company. And you're going to be responsible for creating all the content and generating all the audience. <laughs> but I get to decide which part of your audience is going to see your message. Yeah. So are you in for that?
1: And if you said <laughs> it out loud like that, people are like, no, no way. that'd well, be
2: stupid. So, I mean, if you think about the radio station, like, hey, it, this is great. Uh, but, you know, we're going to need you to come into the studio and do the show. Yeah. And then uh, you also are going to be responsible for getting the audience um, but I'm not going to let my entire audience see that. But if you want to let the
1: entire audience know, <laughs> give, give us some
2: money and we'll, we'll throw it out there. And they made it like a drug, too, to where at first you spend a little bit and they give you yeah. a lot. And then it's, it just it gets less and less and less all the time. So, yeah. you know, there's been some countries, Australia, that tried to play hardball with Facebook, though, and said, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know, we want you to pay local media companies for their content. And Facebook said, "No, we just won't put any of your news on our on our site." <laughs> and then they back down. So because they, it is a huge powerful vehicle and a and large audience, though you're not getting to use all of it, but <laughs> so so basically what,
1: what a lot of lo- local co- media things are doing is basically they are having advertisers pay them to make the content
2: and then stick hey, it we're, on we're Facebook that, yeah. for free or right? maybe
1: even pay a you know, pay facebook for
2: it so. yeah and that's that's a service that we offer and it's kind of crazy to me that we do it i mean i feel like some in some respects i wish i'd have been born about 40 years earlier because I, I definitely think i could have <laughs> relished the days of like you know uh, i could have been madman i could have been don draper yeah. <laughs> no you couldn't no, no, no you couldn't, couldn't. No, nick uh, nice try right. too short too fat
1: <laughs> um it, it's in like I said back when I started Pride like 2000. I think I started the page like in 2010. 2000, everything I put on there, just people would see it. I right. could I would take group pictures after every one of our workouts and I would tag every single person in that video so every one of their friends would see it. And now it won't let you tag people like that. It it's it's so weird how it just hold holds things back. I was
2: at uh, I was at Edward Jones um, at, at the home office when Facebook went public mm-hmm. and. and uh, Edward Jones doesn't participate in initial public offerings for companies, but clients were calling saying, Hey, what do you think about this Facebook deal? You know, I'd like to invest in. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know that, but it didn't, it wasn't major change. change the, the, what they offer now. Right. They, they evolved, weren't, And I, big I'm time. like, I'm not sure he cares that much about, But it's changed like they do. Now they are beholden to shareholders and they are a money making machine. Mm -hmm. And that that gets addicting, I'm sure, too. Uh, I'd like to find out someday, maybe. Uh, I I wonder if
1: I don't I wonder if like Facebook Zuckerberg or whatever, when they started that, they kind of knew what they were going to offer it for free. We're going to let their content just flow freely. But when people uh, people get hooked on it, people need it. Then we start charging. I wonder if they knew that or they just I
2: just dumb luck. I think it was maybe not dumb luck, but I just think, you know, he started it as a dating app for uh, mm-hmm. Ivy League people. And I think it was more just a, a that was cool to him. And then all of a sudden he started thinking, man, if we go public. Mm-hmm. I'm no one in my family is ever going to have to work again or yeah, the know. steps that which it involved like, you know, his
0: first thing was the kind of the dating thing. Right. And then it evolves into um, a networking through colleges, you know, it was all college. You had to have a college right. email there yes, for a while. Right. I remember when I was at Eastern, when I first got to Eastern, it wasn't Facebook was at sort of where my friends went, Oklahoma and different places. They had it, but it, but it slowly went from the bigger universities and then kept spreading. And then if I remember, when Eastern got it, and you could log on, it was you're like, what? It, Mind blowing. Yeah, and then so you're starting. You're only on there for the first couple of years that I was on there, and it was only college kids. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, my fucking mom's on here. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Your mom? Right. And then just, uh, your mom
1: goes to college.
0: <laughs> and it and then it starts evolving that way, and then you know, then it then it evolved into
2: a. What well, it is now into a media company. And know. now it's like, you know, my kids are 20, my oldest is 22. They're not on Facebook. Like, that's yeah, not where oh, you're no, not going to reach them us, there. That's old white people. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: Well, you know what I've noticed is they are, a lot of them are on it. They don't, they don't like, do anything, like they don't hit like, they don't comment, they don't do anything that, but they have it and they just kind of scroll through it, but they don't want to be seen actually like hitting a like or making a comment. Now they're on Instagram and whatever,
2: TikTok and all that now, but... It's an interesting question just of is social has social media been good for society or Terrible. bad for society? You know, I think no it's fun.
1: both. I mean, I, I think it's
2: probably it's weighed toward the bad, but it's it's good <laughs> and bad. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's
1: it's some always how you use st- it. Yeah. I there's some. some but,
0: yeah. But for I think for the world going forward and what really actually means our core values and things going forward in the world, I don't think it's good for the world. And I
1: think one of the worst things about it, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, is is just the misinformation that's put out there. By anybody. Anybody. By anybody. Uh, You can get on there and say something and most people will just believe you. right? (laughs) It's (laughs) insanity. and And
0: the way now that like big corporations or countries. Even. Don't, don't get you and I in our in yeah, well, I'm just saying in what happens what happens now is they they hire they have a building as big as yours and they hire people to go in there and they can they they set up all these profiles and then we'll just use like Twitter for example and they're trying to get rid of it but they have this huge just they they're in front of these computers and they're just bots and they they just say all right this is what you guys are going to start spreading today. And say somebody gets on there and says, and it can be any way. Donald Trump's a fucking idiot, and these people, those come up on theirs, and they're just these fake people just starting fights, right? And dividing and division, and that right there is a huge issue. Now, there's some companies. I think Twitter's trying to come and find all those fake things and shut them down, but that's on all the sites. It's like you they know, created this monster now. They created that, this monster, and the more people it. that you know, these more of these bots who share it, and more bots that comment, that stuff goes farther. So if they really want to spread some false information, they have somebody. You know, they can go get, they can pay somebody. Hey, we want you to post this. Then they post it, and now all these bots are fucking sharing it and getting this yeah. fake stuff out. And that that is to the core value of. That's not good for the evolution of, and of country, mankind.
1: Countries are doing it.
0: Countries, countries are doing it yeah. it's just just, know, just like, to divide America, or they're doing <laughs> it, it to really, divide this it or sounds this country. Crazy, and, but it's yeah. true. And you go back in, in time of of all history, and when shit really hits the fan, it's because people divide. And then and it's not the people dividing. It's it's usually big ass corporations, cartel type things that divide people, you know. Yeah. I don't like to talk about Hitler and shit like that, but Hitler came to power mainly because of, they allowed big corporations. They allowed five corporations to do everything in their in their country, and that's what's happening in ours now, too. All these five big companies look like there are a thousand companies, but it's just this one company that controls Pepsi and Coke and Minute Maid, and uh, you go to the grocery store and you see Twenty things of bread, but it's probably really only three companies that own all of that bread. They just disguise it as different, and that and that goes just on and on. And when you have that few of people, companies, it's easier to control five CEOs than it is for to have a hundred thousand CEOs and trying sure. to control them. So and and they just start getting dirty with this information that they put out and it just trickles down. And to me, you start looking into that shit like that. I hope I, I would hope that I'm wrong because <laughs> it's scary to start thinking <laughs> right. about, but yeah. I don't think so. So that's the part with it that I hate.
2: And it's, it's made it more challenging from a media perspective too. You have to have a lot more discipline and especially as we start to you know bring young people on, And they're going to want to say, hey, I saw this on social media. Can we run with it? And we have, you know, our rule is, no, you need two sources before we run with anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's tough. It's like, well, they're running it. You know, like it must be true. So um, but so that's going to be even more of a challenge, I think, for us going forward from a news reporting standpoint of let's make sure we're, we're getting it right, even though we might not be first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's a quick yeah, question. What? Yeah, and I was gonna say, and you know, that was me hitting hating social media. But social media has done a lot for my business. Yeah, right? I got, yeah. no, both no, of us have built our business. Yeah, I, got, no, I, I, I have, I will say that social media. You know, Facebook has helped me build my mind. So there's some great positives with it. You know, not even off that, but being able to stay connected with people. There's, I mean, there's great things, and you hit it right on the head. There's both negatives. And positives, and you just hope that they can get that some of those positive or those negative things out of it by figuring out what's fake and what's not.
2: I mean, it could be a great tool for fostering community and and you know us communicating better with with other people, but it's actually not been I think because yeah. uh, of the because of the divisiveness and the yeah. um, the keyboard courage that people get of. You know, I can say anything behind and not get keyboard. punched in the face, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and a lot of and you start
0: looking at some of the things that like, people comment, and I'm just talking about people I don't know, um, and it was like. Is that a real person or not? Yeah. Is someone really going to say that they really
1: gonna, you really? Know, you know, you know, my favorite thing to do is on Facebook and this isn't like on a big, like major site, but it will be like on just one of my friends page and two yeah. people will start arguing comments, going back and forth. I look them both up and then I do a little fight analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Howard Cosell breaking down, okay, this guy, he looks like he's a little better in shape. This guy looks a little, he looks a little rougher, maybe been to prison, and I just start doing a fight analysis of who I think, if they actually met on the playground, who would win that fight.
0: It's a pastime of mine, Ross. Maybe Todd does have enough free That's time. A good, to, yeah, like, yeah get you know, a show with, can this with you. Podcast, we have right. Fight Friday yeah, and yeah, I will pull
1: up yeah. two people I saw arguing, and then we can we can we can do a little fight analysis of who I think would win in the
2: fight. You between. know, it's funny. Radio kind of started that in a lot of ways with call-ins and talk radio and and things like that. I mean, we had a caller last week that calls into the station, and he's convinced and giving evidence of why he knows that Donald Trump wears a diaper. So I mean, th- <laughs> you know, that kind of laid the groundwork. For some of the stuff you hear <laughs> on social media, of and he had pretty good facts behind it. But uh, we'll we be able to have call-ins to our show. <laughs> no, it's seven
0: minutes, uh, Todd.
2: <laughs> seven minutes with no no call. Maybe right. you can read a text from a, a, a tester. Or all a, right, a, I could just make one up. Hmm. That's uh, what we usually do. Let, let's ask you some. That was some, me calling in about the diaper thing, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> let's let's give you some fun questions here. Okay, uh, out of we'll. we'll, we'll to we'll make it uh, either sportscasters or newscasters. What's your t- who's your top four? Who's your Rush Rushmore of sportscaster? Mount. What'd I say? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. What'd you say? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, top four. It could be a newscaster. Did you need to take that sp-
2: call earlier? By the way, What's I mean, that? your
1: phone ring. I thought you <laughs> well, can take the call if you want. Don't, don't get Ross started on the phone ring. Okay. It, it was your brother Ty. <laughs>
2: um,
1: who was your top four? Either sportscaster, newscaster. It can be uh, a couple of each. Gosh, I should have prepared. And let's and, and let's let's not do local. Let's let's do. Just national. All
2: right, um, sportscaster uh, Harry Carey. Harry Carey uh, was was number one for me. Uh, people ask me why I'm a Cubs fan, and he's really a big part of that. Um, when I was a kid growing up, every Cubs game was on WGN. That was a everyone. genius move by them, it really right? Was. Just put so it out there. How to many the country? Cubs fans yeah. were created because yeah. of that? It and couldn't have been because of the records. No, they were really. Right. Actually, the first year I started watching baseball, they were good. They fooled me. Mm-hmm. They tricked me, really. And the, <laughs> they pulled you in. <laughs> they did. Um, but they're all on TV. They were all afternoon games. I got home from school, and that's what I did was watch the Cubs game when Harry Carey was doing the game. So And they had uh, day games, which made it great. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could better watch them after school.
1: That's what he just right. said. Right. Yeah. yeah, Harry <laughs> I, I understand. I was I, I'm, the Ross, so we, I'm the worst. So what we do in mass communications. We recap. I'm um, the worst interviewer at not listening <laughs> at
2: all to what my subject is saying. So
1: uh, and Harry Carey, he was just different at the time. Everybody else was a more. Everybody's a little more re- refined. Is that the word, Ross? Refined. Sounds
0: right. Yeah. He's such a
2: fan. Like, and he, he, yeah, he would he was say just excited exactly what you just, were thinking. It might not, like, it
1: might, and he might say wrong things. Yeah. You know, it's like you never heard any other sportscaster say anything like they were straight by the book, and and he is just letting it fly. He was just the fan drinking beer and having a good time. One of my
2: favorite calls of his of all time. They were playing the Phillies, and it was an extra inning game. And a guy hits a home run. And he said, "There it goes, home run to right." Ah, crap! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap! <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. So uh, Eric Carey, who we got next? Jack Buck, would definitely be yeah. up there, even as a, as a Cubs fan, not rooting for the Cardinals. I just thought he was such a professional and 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 so good at, at what he did. So uh, and. Just hearing stories about him too, seemed like a genuinely good human being too. Right. So, uh, Jack Buck would be number two. I'm going mostly uh, baseball guys. Some of Jack, some of his calls, just oh, even just like legendary. on national yeah.
0: games, you know, where it's not even the Cardinals playing. You know, it's a, a playoff game between the Dodgers and the Mets, and some of his calls are legendary. It's, hey, it'll still absolutely. give you
1: goosebumps if yeah. you hear it. It really, really does. Yeah
2: um in terms of uh another guy would be uh Vince Scully was tremendous cuz he i mean a lot of people know him as the Dodger broadcaster but he was on everything growing up as a kid he was doing football and you know baseball golf all of it so i, I, I always liked uh Vince Scully a lot somebody's at 3 yep need one more i'll say Dan Patrick um, growing up watching Sports Center, he was just the guy. Like, and he was the, kind of the first. He really wasn't was, he kind yeah, of? I, definitely the first. That I mean, Berman, was, well, Berman well, was kind yeah, of, you know. Some, I never liked different. him. Yeah, I never was a big Berman yeah, guy. Yeah. I just thought Dan Patrick was so funny. Patrick was the first of, like, the prime
0: Sports Center anchors that, like, started what we all love SportsCenter
2: for. And, and his, his humor mm. was just, like, it was so good, you know? Yeah, it, he really was just uh yeah, uh, and it wasn't like over the top, like I always thought Berman was trying to be funny. Back, 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 <laughs> yeah. back, just cliche. Dude, yeah. remember when they put yeah. him doing the
1: home run derby and mm-hmm. everybody's back, back 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 like, yeah. like okay, dude. Oh, I was like, got it, man. Yeah. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. So uh so those are my top. Dan four, Patrick just four seemed a little more natural. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just and you know, more you know, he wasn't a prop comic like you, Todd. He, <laughs> he actually uh <that> was
1: <laughs> a little dusty in here, Ross. <laughs> Um, uh, we talked about you, you have four kids. What, what does your wife do?
2: She's a teacher. She's, she's a, a teacher. teacher at Eastwood Elementary School here in East Dalton. So yeah, we've been married 22 years. Wow. Probably haven't said enough about her in terms of uh, <laughs> well, trying is, to she's to also the uh, I, she's also the co-owner of the company. So, uh-huh. uh, so uh, I I tell uh, our so employees, does she get any say or do you get any say or who I like to call her the, a silent owner because uh-huh. uh, <laughs> uh, she doesn't she she has opinions but. Uh, <laughs> I'm still majority owner, I guess. Um, Yeah, I I do tell our employees. I say you probably want to make sure nothing happens to me because the the you don't want her coming. (laughs) You don't want her to be your boss. (laughs) She'd be a lot tougher than I am. So yeah, four Um, four kids. What's the age range? Twenty two, nineteen, thirteen, and eleven. So, um, and you know, she just has been such a good mother to to the kids. I mean, I, I I try to be a good dad too, but man, she's the. She's the workhorse in the family in terms of taking care of the kids, and especially our, our youngest is special needs and the things that she has to do for her on a daily basis. She's just a she's a saint, really. I really I don't know what what she's doing with me. I got lucky, so. <laughs> right? Well, you're just another kid.
1: Um, I got her pregnant, I guess. Was what, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one thing we kind of touched on, and, and I liked what you did. And Ross and I, I looked at you and he said it, and we always talked about this. Is whenever you you find something that you want to do, you just find someone who's doing it and you just you bug them. You just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Him and I, we talk to young people all the time. We always say, you know, find who's ever doing what you want to do and go there and just bug them. Say you'll help for free. You'll do whatever they need to do. And they tell you, no, come back. Keep coming back. They will eventually let you let you uh you know start or whatever and that's kind of and we've
2: we've said this a thousand times on this show and that's kind of what you did right yeah and you you worry about that i think for the younger generation like uh i've done it too but we've given kids so much like there's not i I don't i'm not banging on the younger generation we are that's a real easy thing to do and some of them are outstanding i mean and hard workers but you do think about just the impact of and it's not their fault it's it's our generation. Well, that's fault, what we always say.
1: <laughs> one generation, you can complain yeah, about the generation you, you under you, but <laughs> uh, that
2: generation above created it. Right. You're the one that didn't make them work for stuff. Right. And, um, so it's just it's just been different, too. I think, especially. Um, just from a dad standpoint, like dads have changed so much. It used to be dad went to work every day, came home, and you still didn't talk to him. <laughs> uh, but uh, now it's like I think that changed for the better. Dad's getting more involved in their in their kids' lives and things like that. So I think that's been a positive. But, man, it's um, – it's it, we just haven't made things tough enough on them. I think in a, in a lot of regards, and I'm, I'm including myself in you that. Like a, I haven't made it tough enough on my Take kids.
0: away some of that hunger, that desire of them to achieve something, to go out and earn something, right?
2: And, and now, it, I mean, it's just I mean, we're in a real strange place of everybody's hiring. Like it's not should not be hard to get a job right now mm. um, because nobody can find people to work. Uh, it's. I, it's partially COVID, I think, was a big part of that, obviously, but part of it is just um, not working for stuff. You're, you're right, like and, not and, understanding. And as a
0: parent, it's tough, you know. Right now, you think I think about it a lot. How do I how do I instill this work ethic in my children by still giving them some of the things that I want to give them because I've I've went out and earned those things and the right to give them to them, but I right. want them to have this work ethic
1: you know what i've and i've said this on here before is is i think what happens is is like the older generation struggled and struggled to get where they are they worked so hard and then their thing is i want to give my kids what i never had or whatever well you work for what you had so if you're kind of giving them what you never had it's they don't have to work for it and
2: don't have that hunger and drive and work ethic you know it's a real fine line i talked about my parents on the salaries that they made you know back then they wouldn't have I mean I don't even then thirty thousand dollars not a lot of, a lot of money and that's about what they both made but um, you know they just they did so it's a fine line between you know be instilling that discipline in them but also letting them know that you love them too But mm-hmm. well, well, what kind of car sold. did you drive in high school uh, Mazda six two six man, it was awesome. Did that you pay for half of it? Yeah, so, yeah that's uh, what I was going to ask. I, 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 the, I, my first job was twelve. I was. I actually worked for the Telegraph before. I was a paper delivery. Oh, coach, so. look at that, Ross! <laughs> ding, 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 ding,
1: ding, keeping it <laughs> alive
2: here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, it's unbelievable
0: how many people we interviewed. What a shame that John's not around three anymore. Of us right? were, uh,
1: we were paper boys, yeah. just, And we always talk. We've had so many people come in here who were who paper. Were? You know, paper. Paper boys, and we always say it was because you started out, you worked for yourself, really, as a paper. The, the, it was the, like running a business. You yeah, it was was a scam. They sold you the newspapers, then you basically went out and delivered them, and really, then you had to collect the money. So it was, but it was great. It was a great deal. It was every single freaking day, right? You know what I'm saying? If you didn't have, a, if most of the times you had to walk or ride a bike or something mm. like that, so you're getting out in the elements, you know, and it, it had, you had to do it. Consistent. They had your phone number, <laughs> like the, the subscribers that or whoever would just call, get a hold of you because usually you lived in the neighborhood. You know, if you didn't deliver their paper and on I,
2: time, I or. bet when you guys were kids, same as me, everybody on my street got it. Like yeah. there wasn't, oh, yeah. there was maybe one or two, and they were like super weird people. You thought that didn't get the newspaper. <laughs> what's and going on in that house? Yeah. And now it's totally flipped. Like it's probably the opposite. Yeah. Like, now there's one or two people that that do get it. So that's how, you know, the media's evolved. But I, I wonder, like, okay, what's What's the next job that for twelve or thirteen year olds like that? That was you're right. It was so great from a like you had it was to teaching do everything. You so much, right. yeah. Um, and man, the word the last thing I wanted to do on Sunday afternoon was go collect money from these people that only made 95 It was whatever. the worst.
1: And you know, it's like and nowadays you'd never send a kid like a hundred houses and say <laughs> oh, knock on the door and ask, and, them, for, and ask yeah. them for money. Do you know I'm saying? And people are like, oh, I don't, I, you know, it's the same with any business. Oh, I don't have it right now. Can you come back Tuesday? Yo, absolutely. And, like, you had to ride your bike there or you had to walk there or whatever <laughs> to try to collect, you know, that. I know market. you guys are
2: supposed to ask the questions, but do you remember the best slash worst tip that you ever got for like christmas time you'd always get i would always get stuff from i i, I don't remember i got a, the worst i probably ever got i was like somebody give me a pair of socks i'm like Are you <laughs> kidding me i'm 12 years old you think i want a pair of dress socks i don't wear dress socks i think so. that's called a re-gift <laughs> yeah right
0: yeah i never do i i I didn't get a gift as a tip. The I
2: mean, I've been yeah. providing the same level of service <laughs> I was. I'm sure, I we Man, I, I mean, That I can assure you. I, I, I recall, we said we were
1: paper ones. We didn't say we were good ones. I don't know about you guys. It's
2: on the streak. I'm good. When it. I
0: started doing it, they shifted over that people could start sending it into the. The telegraph and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Um, and if they did that, then maybe they left a tip taped on the door and shit. The telegraph, hey, all those sheets where they could, yeah, yeah I'm exactly. collecting this shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I, my, one of my first jobs
1: out of out of college was I worked for the telegraph. And so I was in the circulation department, I was a district manager, and you had a certain area and I was in charge of paper boys. Did I ever tell you that? Wow. Did talk about that on
0: here? No, so, I, I yeah. was a paper boy. while you were? So you we, weren't my you weren't my yeah. district, but, but yeah.
1: So you'd in charge of a man. <laughs> that was rough, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like That's they right. just wouldn't wait. You know, that was I think at the time they were doing the morning edition or whatever, and the kids just wouldn't wake up, and so you had to awesome. call them or go down there or have to get. They'd page me. I had a pager at
2: the time. Page me. I'd have to go deliver the route. <laughs> I mean, I about quit when they went to mornings on the weekends. I was like, you oh, kidding me? I got to get up on was, Sunday morning and deliver this thing. I do was fine but I
0: did it for man uh, five six seventy or something like that in that range but uh, mine was all mornings yeah. Yeah, I never knew anything well, you're a young other. Kid, so. yeah yeah,
1: I think when I did, I think it switched. At one time it was mornings and it went to afternoon and switched to just Sunday morning or something like that. I, there, I think was I was weird getting switch? out
2: right at the time they went to all mornings. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I started mowing grass or something. So <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> something else to make ends meet. What,
1: what advice would you give uh, a young person that's wanting to go into radio or media or newspaper or something like
2: that? Well, I think what you said there was a uh, big key of it is don't think of it as going into radio or newspaper or TV. You're going into media um there's going to be a social media component of it um you gotta love it um it's doesn't it's not typically the on the content side is not the most lucrative career Mm -hmm. you gotta love you know you just have to have a passion for it um joint stats is a great example i don't know if you guys know joint stats or not but he's the play-by-play guy for the tampa bay race went to wood river high school siue oh really and um I'm friends one of my baseball coaches and friends Frank Akers was best friends with him and uh I think the story is that Dwayne went, he just wanted to do it so badly. Like he went and worked for a minor league team in Tulsa, Oklahoma, sold season tickets during the day, and then, you know, did play by play at night. So you've got to love it if you want to be on the content side, because unless you're in a big market, it's not going to be, you know, a real high paying job typically. Um, But the advertising side, I would say don't give up on that either. That's probably where the money is um, and can be super rewarding too in terms of um, you know, getting to work with a lot of different people. And I, I told my son he was uh, considering actually going to work for a radio station down in Carbondale. I said, man, the, the great thing about it is um, I've met so many people in my life doing this that I never would have met had I, had I not been, you know. And, and I, I feel like, you know, I've been able to be. A confidant to them sometimes where they can, you know, maybe I'm the only guy they see that day that they can, you know, complain about their problems to. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and now being an owner too, they, you know, they really feel like there's that connection of, Hey, this guy's going through the same stuff I'm going through or understands it a little bit. And um, I don't mean to make it sound like entrepreneurship is not great because it can be, but there's a lot of tough days too. Right. So, um,
1: this someone sent this in, texted me with this: "See if Dar can do a good Brent Berkland impression." I cannot. He's it too said, good. Do it know. said signed the greatest Bluff City Bomber control board operator in the history of WBGZ.
2: Oh, that's a. Uh Andy Dreath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is. It is Andy Dreese, And this is what Text he said. Text Andy back and say, remember that time you brought your girlfriend into the studio <laughs> to, to board off a game? I think you got in trouble <laughs> for that.
1: <laughs> he said, no great story. Sadly, I would love to roast Dar. I was headed to college as he was coming in. But with the history of the Dreese family and the oh. big Z, I know how high, highly my dad thought of Nick and that the station had gone from one great leader to another in Nick. Uh, he also said, with both having the last name uh, D, we got paired in a father-son scramble each year at Sponsor T for the last two years. I have never found the right time to tell him that.
2: Oh, that's nice of Andy to say. And, and yeah, that's been fun playing that little scramble with our kids <laughs> at Spencer T. And, and Mike was, man, uh, I didn't know Mike that well, Mike Drief, um, but the radio station would not be on the air without Mike, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, instrumental in getting it started his dad was actually part of the original ownership group and and Mike was part of the ownership group so really uh, there would not be a, a big Z without the dreath family um, and especially without Andy's skills board there. Uh, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sure of that
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no Mike was a great guy and he, he just talked to so many people that he had an impact on from a radio standpoint working at you know Lewis and Clark and running the radio program out there and and he has missed for sure. Like he yeah. brought something to local radio that is tough to recapture. Because <laughs> you know, I think like a lot of us, he just had such a passion for it and a passion for the for the community. Right. Uh, what's next for the Big Z Media? Well, I think you know we're going to continue uh, enhancing our digital products that we're offering for advertisers. You know, we tried to create, and I think we have done a good job of creating um, a, a vehicle where you know, we're not, there's no sacred cows with us. It's not like we're saying, Hey, we love radio and there is some emotional attachment there for us, but we want to do what from a business standpoint, a revenue generating standpoint, what can help you the most. So if that's Facebook, cool, we'll, we'll do that. We can do that for you. Mm-hmm. If it's a YouTube pre-roll video, we can do that for you. So, and that world moves so fast that you've got to stay really on top of things. Um, we're actually getting ready to start a, a client relationship management tool where it's a software um, that can really help you from an advertising standpoint uh, attribute whether it's working or not. That's one of the hardest things about advertising is determining, hey, are we feeling this? Is this working mm-hmm. or, uh, or not? Um, so this software would be, for example, somebody might see a, an ad in our paper, scan a QR code, and it'll take them right to this landing page where now we're seeing every step they took along the way to seeing the ad and becoming a client so that's that's one of the things we're, we're launching right now we're actually beta testing that for some clients right now to where um it's it's got the attribution part of it but one of the other tools it's got to it is just helping you communicate better with your clients whether that's email or text or i think especially during covid um that really got brought to light of how poorly some businesses are communicating with their clients, not because they're mean or not wanting to, it's just, they don't have the time. They don't have the hours in the day. So a lot of this is automation that we can set up for you to where somebody calls in and you're on a job or can't take the call. That'll immediately get a text back from you. So just, uh, things like that continuing to evolve with technology and making sure we're on the cutting edge of, of, uh, helping advertisers sell more of their stuff. Really? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Anything else, Ross? That's it, man. I've hit it. That's it. Anything you want to add? Can I add? take a bathroom break now? <laughs> <laughs> we gave you a cup to pee in. You should have used it. <laughs> Nick, we super appreciate you coming in, brother. We appreciate what you do. And We didn't really touch on a lot of the things that you do in the community. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows you, and you're, you know, and, and I know it's your job, but you also just have a passion for trying to build up local Local businesses, you know, you know, like the business on the brew, like that, that. You don't charge people to come on that show. I mean, that's and, and they're and they get to spotlight their business. I even is, give them free
2: beer. You know, <laughs> well, I don't give it to them.
1: The, usually, the sponsor, does, yeah, so. someone does. Well, we super appreciate coming. I'm looking forward to doing our show, which Ross has no faith in. It'll be
2: a great two weeks. Well, then I
0: started. <laughs> then I found out what you do with your downtime. I'm like,
2: well, okay, you do have enough time
1: to squeeze this. <laughs> that might be a show, Ross. I think that's an idea. I Think that's that's my Facebook They're
2: fight. Downtime analysis. Thursday. That's no, got <laughs> a rhyme or have alliteration or something. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast,
2: and
1: we are the Locksucutioners. Slay on, brother. Slay on.